Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1320, air date September 14th, 2023. Hey, how you doing, Shiva? Good, I'm doing, doing? I'm doing well, David. We're going to go live okay. shortly, right? Yes. I think yes. we are we're live, gonna... right? I'm, I'm live uh, on here, so just be careful what we're discussing. So I went live okay. co-streaming. Um, okay. but, but to our audience, I just wanted to let them know, David, I think it was good what you just t- spoke about Trump. Perhaps we can have a follow on to that. Sure. We can on pick really, up with that. You can say you're listening to it. We can just go right on with that. Yeah. I mean, what you is know. a framework of a real, um, <laughs> what is a framework of real leadership? Yeah. You know, what is sure. a leader? Um, exactly. anymore? um, and I think exactly. it's a very, very important discussion to have. Um, we had a, uh, do you know a guy called Eustace Conway? I think that's his name. No, I don't. He's a guy know. who is an interesting fellow. He lives off the land. And, he, and he, History Channel did a thing on him. He lives up in Appalachia. And mm-hmm. out of nowhere, someone just sent me a little video that he did. Um, I, I, I want to get to know him. And he basically said the only major threat to the establishment right now is Dr. Shiva. And wow, he good. went on to... Well, let's talk about that when we yeah, come back. We're, we'll, we'll, we're just about to come back. But well, we got a little bit of a musical interlude that we always put on so we can come back. Okay. And... Um, uh, so, um, uh, so that's, that's good. Um, let's begin, let's begin with, uh, Trump and, um, we're about to come back live. So hang on just one second. All right. So everyone hang All on right. one second. We're about to come back live. I'll just go to myself, David. I'll wait for you. Okay. Sounds okay. good. All right, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva. Hey, welcome back. And joining us now is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. And we'll say hello to the people who are on his live stream who are also following us. And of course, he is running for president, and he's done so many different things. And um, he was, as we were connecting uh, while this uh, commercial break was going on our program, uh, he was uh, saying, you know, let's let's follow up on what a real leader looks like. So, what does a real? Thank you for joining us, uh, Dr. Shiva. And what does a real leader look like? We're talking about uh, what is happening in Argentina, what is happening in America with Trump. Well, David, I think if you look at, in my sense, what real leadership is, there's three elements. You know. Um, there's a clear vision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scientific or philosophical framework that you can communicate to people on why that vision should be supported. And then the last piece is a practicality or what we call the engineering. You know, how do you execute on that vision? Because it's good to talk about mm-hmm. stuff, but you got to be able to execute mm-hmm. on it. And this is true, mm-hmm. I think, in any endeavor, right? If you're serious about something, if you're a, an entrepreneur, you have a very clear vision. You have to have some physics or science, how you're going to achieve that vision. And there's a material reality of how you execute it. That's right. Um, and th- to me, th- that's, those are the sort of the three foundations. Of, and if you tie that into our, the foundation of our country, you know, you've got a clear articulation of the view of the, the general view of what government's purpose is in the Declaration of Independence. And then you've got the, the plan and the framework of how you're going to achieve that in the Constitution. And we seem to just, uh, that doesn't really matter anymore. We just do whatever we think is going to make us popular or give us uh, fame, fortune, and a following. Right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, and the reason this has happened is, I think you mentioned this about how Hollywood essentially finds characters, you see, to run their operations. They have the front. Uh, you may have seen that swarm video I did, David. If you haven't, you should check it out. It's a 15-minute video that I really mm-hmm. explain, you know, what the swarm is. It's not really a swamp because it means it's a a geographical location. And what's Mm -hmm. important when you go through that, you really understand that um, the forces of power, profit, and control 
have people who are just interested in power, right? Um, the hundred university presidents, you know, the uh, let's mm -hmm. say those people who are involved in uh, 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 the nonprofits like Clinton Global Initiative, right? All these kinds of people. Then the other people are interested in just profit, maxim maximization of profit at any cost, right? Which includes mm -hmm. the central banks, you know, the probably 2000 leaders of the major CEOs. And then front facing is you have the way to control the masses. And the controlling of the masses involves the obvious establishment, you know, that everyone says, oh, yeah, they're evil, right? The Clintons or the mm -hmm. Bushes, mm -hmm. by and large, people sort of understand that. But the more, um, I think the insidious people are the not so obvious establishment, the Trumps, right? Mm -hmm. The Joe mm -hmm. Rogans, uh, the fucker mm -hmm. Carlsons, as I like to call them, right? Um, and <laughs> mm -hmm. we're going to talk about our interaction with Alex Jones, you know? And yeah. I think it's important to have a candid conversation. I stopped going on Alex's show and you had a falling out with him. And I think it's important for the public to understand why we sort of don't support that anymore. And I yeah. think it's a deeper yeah. discussion, which follows into this obvious and not so obvious establishment. And, and they've, what, what's really happened, David, is they've gotten so good. Now the swarm itself evolves, its intelligence evolves. So they're watching, you know, you know, the behavior of our movement, that the fact we're getting on the ground and handing out leaflets, right? They're watching mm -hmm. that, you know, we're relentlessly exposing Kennedy. We're relentlessly mm -hmm. exposing Trump. And in response to that, they see they have enough data. Wow, people are starting to follow Dr. Shiva. They're starting to absorb his content. And so immediately they'll manufacture these people actually mouthing back our positions, but to mm -hmm. lead people back into the establishment. But that dynamic is what people need to get educated about. But coming back to what you were saying, David, is yeah, the founders had a clear, they actually had sort of a classical philosophical framework, right? Coming out mm -hmm. of sort of a classical liberalism philosophy, right? Or the period of the right. enlightenment. Then they had the engineering because these guys were engineers and surveyors and architects. You know, mm -hmm. um, Jefferson could build stuff. Um, Franklin was an inventor, you know? Washington was a surveyor. They actually had to build real things with their own hands, not like yeah. outsourcing to others. So, and then they had a very clear vision, right? Which was their inalienable rights. This is quite profound. And mm -hmm. because they were builders and they were scientists and they were visionaries, um, they materialized all of that. You know, they said, okay, we're going to have balance of power. Uh, I mean, the, when you look at the documents that they wrote, they're like engineering diagrams to me, you know? Yes. They're like blueprints, yes. they're specifications. They're, uh, any of these fellows here could, I mean, I can't think Trump even writing one sentence of the Declaration of Independence or Constitution, <laughs> right? Um, I can't think of Booby Kennedy doing any of this, you know? So what we have now- We kind of read like chat GPT, you know? It's like, right, they would go to chat GPT and say- plagiarize something. I talked about that earlier. It's really kind of a joke. It, it can't turn it into English type of thing, you know? And it's- uh, plagiarizing it and then translating it into English. That's what they would probably do. Uh, but that's a key thing. You know, they, they had a vision, a, a clear vision. You know, the government is there to protect our rights. That's the principal mission of, of the government. They set up a framework to do it and to guard against as, as much as possible. But, of course, it has to be enforced by us. And then it, it was their character that was the other part of it. Yeah. And, and that was a big part of it. You know, the character that you could believe these people to uh, follow through and to execute what they talk about. That's the thing that is, uh, that's why people become so cynical. We see that crucial element seems to always be missing. 
Uh, even if somebody's got a great plan, they don't execute on it. They do exactly the opposite. And then we're told that it's 40 chess. Don't worry. He's, he's still on our side. He's lying to the other people, not to us, right? <laughs> yeah, I think what's happened, David, to this character piece, um, what's happened is a degeneration of these basic fundamental values. And the degeneration piece has been to convince people, look, our leaders ultimately reflect our consciousness. This is my view, you know? So they've mm -hmm. convinced people that, um, your personal integrity and your public integrity can be two different things. Um, there was an interview with this fool Booby Kennedy, as I call him, and that's what we should call him. And I call him that because I want people not to have respect for these people. And the interviewer starts talking about how, uh, you know, Herschel Walker, you know, said one thing and does another thing, right? He said mm -hmm. he was against for pro-life and then he had various abortions or his own um, uncle who killed a woman here, Ted Kennedy. So Booby's squirming and he goes, well, let me tell you, your personal integrity and your public integrity are two different things. Wow. So people, wow. quote unquote, to Megyn Kelly. So you have people telling you to your face, this is the new, their new ethos. I can do anything mm -hmm. what I want. I can hire prostitutes. I can, mm -hmm. you know, have a relationship with them when my wife is pregnant. I can pay them off. Mm -hmm. I can travel with Epstein. On his I can travel yeah. with Epstein, yeah. but you Christian evangelicals will still think I'm a redeemed, good, you know, saved human being, right? Mm -hmm. So they have manipulated people to lowering their standards at such low levels, David. And so what needs to happen is you, you have to set the standards high and you cannot compromise. And those people who come, you build a movement around that. And then like a magnet, you bring more and more and more filings over, right? But if you mm -hmm. if you compromise to the 30% of people have no integrity in my view, um, you know, are resistors, 50% uh, of people are watching which way the wind blows or ethics are based on which way the wind blows. And there's 20% who will always stand firm. And my mm -hmm. view is you don't kowtow to the 50%. You don't kowtow to the 30. You completely don't even argue with the 30 even, you know, but mm -hmm. you mobilize the 20 with the highest values, in our case, truth and freedom and health, right? And, right. and you educate those people, you educate those people that you should have a really vicious, you know, you have to be like a Doberman to those 30% of the people. And mm -hmm. these numbers, by the way, David, many, many years ago, when I was like 29 years old, I was running a company called Echo Mail. Um, and I was invited uh, to speak to the top 2,500 General Motors executives, all right, with a guy that I shared the stage with, a very, very wise guy by the name of Price Pritchett. He was one of the world's leading organizational theorists. And, and GM was having major problems then. And he got up on the stage and he said, look, 30% um, of people in your organization, and, and by the way, he'd studied all different organizations, pygmy cultures, aboriginal cultures, uh, you know, uh, nonprofit organizations, Fortune 1000 companies. And he always noticed 30% of people are complete assholes, resistors. They, mm -hmm. they, will, they will always mm -hmm. never want to do anything, okay? 50% mm -hmm. of people are the uh, fence sitters, he called them. And then 20% are the change agents. And he said the biggest mistake change agents make, they spend 90% of their time arguing with the 30% and they burn themselves <laughs> out. So he said, yeah. you have to be like a Doberman at those 30%. You have to viciously annihilate them.
because they will destroy your organization. So in mm -hmm. my view, Trump, Booby Kennedy, you know, now they have this other brown nose Brahmin big pharma bullshitter, Vivek the snake, right? And they mm -hmm. manu Tulsi Gabbard, another one, right? They manufacture mm -hmm. these people. Um, and these people are typically the ones that, you know, the 8 billion people are taught to say, well, you know, they did say some nice things, David. David, why are you attacking mm -hmm. Trump? You know, he did work hard for us. You know, Booby did do this. <laughs> and that trick, and those are the people that are used to manipulate the other 50. So it becomes very preeminent. And it's not just that. It's they'll, they'll say, well, sometimes they don't even have to come up with something nice about their candidate. They just tell you how awful the other guy is. You, know, you don't right. want this other guy. You take anybody other than that guy. So, you know, let's go with this. And they'll always give you a choice. You know, say well, that's why, David, this, dialectic. Yeah, this, this flyer we came up with, the lesser of the two evils is killing your children. Yeah. I don't know if you see that. That's right. And yeah. Um, yeah. that's become the focus, the core of the campaign. So what is a vision that we have, David? A, a very clear vision. Truth, freedom, health. And notice I don't use the word and. It's truth, mm -hmm. freedom, health. It's a composite structure. So vision-wise... You need all those three because without freedom, you can't do any real science to get to truth. And without truth, you can't really understand what's good for your economic health, physical health, infrastructure health. And without health, you fundamentally have no way of fighting for freedom and truth. You don't have the wherewithal. You don't have the strength. So in my mm -hmm. view, all those three have to exist. So that's a, a clear vision. The philosophy and the science of that, David, um, you know, at the time of the time of our founders, you know, they were coming off the Enlightenment, right? Or the a period of great uh, new findings in chemistry and science, et cetera. So these people were very moved by science, right? The physical mm -hmm. sciences were being, you know, physical chemistry was coming with the work of Lavoisier and all these kind of guys, right? So they had a physical sense and they had a deep curiosity. So they were including scientific philosophy, some of uh you know, uh, classical philosophy, right? And then they, so here in the, and we live today, uh, David, when you step back in a world of very complex systems now, the systems we have today really didn't exist, you know, in 1776. Right. We didn't have a transportation right. system. We didn't have healthcare systems. Uh, we didn't have election systems, right? It was much simpler. Mm -hmm. So it was only the 1900s and the 1950s that the, science of systems came. So, um, so system science, which is by the way, what the elites learn, George Soros is one of the leaders in the field of re reflexivity theory. So if we wanna be a leader in today's world and you don't understand how systems work at a scientific level, you're just a moron, okay? Because someone else is gonna tell you what to do, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. all so right. as a system scientist who studied this for years, um, in order to achieve that vision of truth, freedom, health, and to really do a systems overhaul, that's where we're at, you need to have a foundational understanding of system science. So we now educate people on that, David. It's not only for the hallowed halls of MIT. And then mm -hmm. the engineering is you have to get on the ground. There's no other way to change the world anymore because social media is completely controlled by the elites. The First Amendment is destroyed. On November 16, 2018, Trump is the one who signed CISA into law the Cybersecurity mm -hmm. Infrastructure Security Agency, um, mm -hmm. as my lawsuit revealed, is the one that allowed the unholy alliance between um, government and social media companies to destroy the First Amendment.
Trump did that unanimously voted by every member of Congress, by unanimous consent by every member of the Senate. So everyone needs to understand that all of these people were involved in destroying the First Amendment. They passed a law which abridges our freedom of speech. And what does the First Amendment say? Congress shall pass no law to abridge freedom of speech. That's what they did. Brought to you by Trump. That's right. And yeah, and you go back and you look at CISA, uh, you know, the way I pronounce it, but, you know, they, it used to always be CISPA, right? They tried over and over again to get CISPA through there. What was the P? Why did they take it out? Well, because that was protection, right? right? And we all know that what it was protection for was for the uh, corporations were going to be protected from any liability when they spied on us as the deputized state. And so when they finally got it through, they, they took that out and pretended that wasn't really what it was about. It was about protecting us. It's always about protecting us. And then when they enslave us and they, and they would throw the Constitution, it's always about our protection and our safety. But uh, that, that's the subversion that was there from the very beginning. And, of course, you know, going back to 2018, that's when they first started openly uh, colluding and censoring on a massive scale. And, uh, and it's, it's been that way ever since. I mean, I can't even get... I've been kicked off uh, so many times off of YouTube. I don't even bother to get on anymore. I just you know go to Rumble and other places like that. Because the last time I got kicked off, she was because uh, I had um, I thought, well, let me just put up some Christmas music that I did for the program, and I have uh, you know music that I do as for a little bit of a break that's about a minute. So I had several Christmas songs I put up. That was it. It was just Christmas music, and they banned me after six months. No explanation. So I can't even put music up on YouTube. Yeah, well, I'm David, a, I'm a banned I, I, person. <laughs> what's happening is um, anyone who gets massive visibility by the mainstream media or what I now call the grifter media, Inc., mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the Joe Rogans, the fucker Carlson's, mm-hmm. um, the James O'Keefe's, right? You can go down the list. Um, mm-hmm. It's a grifter media. They are, and they may even say negative stuff against them, Right. That is allowed because that's a fake dialectic that they're creating. Anyone yes. who exposes that swarm is shadow banned. Yeah, and right. you know, I know this on a very personal level because in 2020, as you you know, as we've shared before, when they you were one of the few people to cover it, when they when I was thrown off Twitter for exposing the government backdoor portal into Twitter in 2020, which mm-hmm. Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson concealed. Tucker Carlson concealed it. He had all of it. They waited two years to delay the truth. That was a limited hangout. It was a CIA intelligence operation that Tucker did mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. intercept. That's what really happened. Then Elon Musk, another goon of the establishment, was brought in to essentially sugarcoat and make the conservatives think now Twitter was a safe place. Yeah. And all the conservatives fell into line. Dinesh D'Souza, another opportunist scumbag. Okay, James Woods, mm-hmm. every one of them. They started bowing down to Elon, and now you have Isaac Walter Isaacson doing a big biography on him, who, by the way, comes out of the Aspen Institute, <clears throat> which is like this with the WEF, right? Oh, yeah. So they yeah. are creating their false heroes. So now they have their neo-media swarm. Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and these people promote the dialectic. So you have Booby Kennedy who says, oh, Elon Musk is fighting censorship. When he knows mm-hmm. he, came to all, he came to all of our lawsuit hearings, he knows a backdoor portal still exists. He knows Elon has done nothing. He knows yes. Elon and government are like this. SpaceX, mm-hmm. $6 billion, Elon got, he got what, $1.5 billion from 
government to make uh, Tesla profitable. And the Section 230 mm -hmm. immunity ensures that Twitter. So Elon Musk, where government ends and Elon Musk, nobody knows. So all of these guys are part of the swarm. And when you expose mm -hmm. them is when they shadow ban you. They put you into what now it's a digital cage. They let you on Twitter, but they control it. Right. Yeah. So it's censorship 10.0. But yeah. uh, what's great, David, the good news is this. And I want to share the good news because in 2020, we got our stuff out to about a half a billion people. There was a time when the censors hadn't caught up. Right. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. when they make us invisible, David, we have so many people saying, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is the one who ran the fire Fauci campaign. Why is Megyn Kelly now covering it? Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Dr. Shiva is the mm -hmm. one who talked about the immune system and how you need to boost natural immunity. Dr. Shiva is the one who discovered the backdoor portal. Why did fucker Carlson wait two years? Why isn't any one of them interviewing him when he's probably the most qualified candidate to become president? He's got all the degrees. He has a science. He has an engineering. He has a vision. And that mm -hmm. active invisibility that they're doing, David, in my view, it's going to destroy them. And it's a good thing. Yeah. Now, added to that, we encourage people to get on the ground. Because when people get on the ground, they can't manipulate this. We tell people in a simple way, old school, take a bumper sticker, put it on the back of your car. 100,000 people see it. So we're encouraging people to make them empower themselves to think, to fight, and to heal. And no one else is going to do it. And then we've given them the operating system to do that, David. You know, all the science mm -hmm. that I could st still be just a professor at MIT teaching, right? We've taken it out of there and brought it to the masses. So that's what's exciting, David. So our movement. And I think it's important that we get out, that we transcend these systems. As you point out, you know, when you look at the electoral system, I, I got involved with uh, third party stuff uh, 30 years ago. I was idealistic enough to think that maybe we could make a change with it. And I found out just how controlled the two party system is from ballot access to debates to the rest of the stuff. And it's only gotten worse. And so they control this from the inside very rigidly. I mean, just take a look at what is happening with the debates, even what is happening with the debates of, with, between the different candidates and, and how they're being uh, shut down. I think it, you know, the Democrat Party has taken it to a new level to protect Biden uh, as we're going through all this. But that's the way they can manipulate these things from the top down. And that's how they control. who. Well, I, I, I think the Democrats, the I think they're doing something even more insidious, David. Um, what's happened is <laughs> if you look at the Democrats or the Republicans, typically they have the obvious establishment wings, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say the Bushes or the, uh, on, on the right or the Bidens, they're getting, the swarm is actually getting more intelligent, David, and we need to understand this so we don't get fooled by Booby Kennedy because he's a complete bullshitter. Let me explain mm -hmm. why. If you go back to 1984, you remember Jesse Jackson, right? Remember him? He was running for yep. president, right? Yep. So they had the obvious establishment, which was Reagan, and let's say the obvious establishment candidate, which was, what's his face? Uh, Mondale. Mm -hmm. They had the wings of the right, which were like the emerging Tea Party, and they mm -hmm. had the wings of the left, the wings, which, which sometimes will talk against the establishment. Like Jesse Jackson mm -hmm. would say stuff against Mondale, and he was building a quote-unquote a movement. At the last minute, Jesse Jackson brings all of his votes and he says, look, we need to choose the lesser of two evils. Right. OK. And the left and the right have been doing this. Um, what's happened recently, if you look at the the uh, Sanders, that was his job. Sanders did that in 2016 for Hillary. He mm -hmm. took all the young volunteers and got, oh, yeah, Hillary, 
she's part of the establishment, you know, did that thing, even though he's with them, says all the words to act like he's anti-establishment. And then at the last minute, he gives all of his votes to Hillary Clinton. All right. Mm -hmm. This election, Bernie, typically they wait until like November to do that or October. Bernie's already done that. Right. Mm -hmm. So in my view, they don't have a not so obvious establishment on the left. That's where Kennedy comes in. Kennedy, literally, David, I can show you word for word, has spies come into our campaign, literally steal our content. Mm -hmm. Word mm -hmm. for word. And so they are setting him up and potentially Tulsi Gabbard to come in to be the new not so obvious establishment, mouthing all the stuff and being the alternative to the quote unquote, the democratic left wing. Okay. And that's I think one of the things about Kennedy that has bothered me the most is, you know, this, um, this new book that he's done, uh, which is uh, all about the Wuhan lab. And, and I see this as I did from the very beginning as, as a move to legitimize all these pandemic actions to say, hey, this is a real pandemic and it's the Chinese and we got to go get the Chinese because the Chinese are the enemy of the establishment. And, and so to me, that was a real establishment move of misdirection. Uh, because, uh, you know, again, forgetting, uh, let, let's ignore uh, the vaccine and stuff like that. Let's focus on the Wuhan lab. Uh, I think that is a, a real uh, a, a revelation of where he's coming from when you're talking about, you know, being a fake opposition. Uh, well, that really well, what, is, what David, reached they're, to me. They're both connected because, the, uh, remember, the Kennedys, there's two threads that go through the Kennedys. They were the, really the purveyors, the beginners, the pioneers of global imperialism, you know, mm -hmm. U.S. imperialism. John Kennedy yeah. was not fighting the military industrial academic complex. There's a wonderful video that just came out. Um, if you look at the Kennedys on the imperialist front, Kennedy was an absolute imperialist, right? Um, and then, but they, the Camelot mythos is created forgetting the fact that he was, he was a reckless idiot. He blew up, he created one of the biggest blunders with PT-109. You know, he wasn't even allowed to go into the Navy. His father had to get him in, you know, Joe Kennedy. And then when after he was shot, because it was a mob war, in my view, one mobster mm -hmm. fighting against another mobster, they had to make him as though he was fighting against the establishment. When in fact, mm -hmm. four weeks before he dies or is assassinated, he says, we must stay in Vietnam. He wanted to escalate the war there. The video just came out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then they mm -hmm. make the brother seem like Robert Kennedy the father of Booby seemed like he's some peacenik. He's giving a massive talk on the floor of the U.S. Senate, completely supporting LBJ's escalation of the war. Mm -hmm. And then Booby is a multi-tongued um, snake. When he launches his campaign, he says, we are in Ukraine, quote unquote, for all the right reasons. <laughs> and he goes, however, I'm against regime change. Oh, but I want to thank my son who went and fought there. Mm -hmm. Well, he's the one who endorsed Hillary Clinton three times, who's a mistress of regime change, right? Yeah. Everywhere she went. Mm -hmm. She's the one who did the regime change in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So that's just on the imperialist front. And now going after China, trying to create the dialectic that it's US versus China, right? When you know that both of these organizations have worked together against people, right? If anything, the whole concept of BRICS is a new not so obvious establishment to move the trillionaires are going to move capital out of the US to these emerging markets 
you know, destroy the U.S. and bring them back. So mm -hmm. now if you go look at the vaccine thing, you'll see the same thread of what a scumbag he is. Go back to John F. Kennedy. He's the one who created the 1962 Vaccination Act, which mm -hmm. created all those corrupt institutions in government. But most importantly, it said government has a right to come into your physical body. That was done by John Kennedy. Wow. All right. Wow. 1962. Then 24 years later, as people are getting injured, they're filing lawsuits legitimately in the third branch of government called the judiciary in federal cases. Ted Kennedy, the guy who murdered a woman here in Massachusetts and got away with it, Booby's uncle, John Kennedy's mm -hmm. brother, is the one who was a co-sponsor of the Senate side of the bill to create the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program, which mm -hmm. basically said, we're going to protect mm -hmm. big pharma. You can't go to the judiciary and sue. You must now sue within a new government entity, more government. Yes. To that they put under Health and Human Services. The incisive thing that people need to understand about Booby, he's a freaking snake. What he says, you know, we are, you know, when I got into the medical freedom movement, I realized all these contradictions. Wait a minute, Hillary Clinton three times. Here in Massachusetts, he came and endorsed his own nephew, who's pro rapidly for vaccine mandates in 2020. Then at his own home, right? People had to have oh, the yeah. mRNA jab. Yeah. But more yeah. interestingly is everyone needs to actually look at what he's saying. He's saying, I believe, he said this, we have a live on video. I'm for full vaccination of all Americans. I vaccinated all my kids. And then he proceeds to, that's the first part of the video. And then the second part of the video is even more damning. If you really study it, he says, what does he say? He goes, we must, um, he attacks the CDC and all these organisms that got created by his uncle. Mm -hmm. But he goes, he's going to now, getting back to the very important word used, create safe vaccines, safety. Mm -hmm. Whenever we mm -hmm. hear the word buzzword safety, it means more government, more government's going to get into. Like we talked about what happened after 9-11, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, when sure. SISA comes. And you look at the other part of this, that, that you know, I talk about the different MacGuffins. Uh, they always have some kind of a crisis that they use to scare. So it doesn't really matter what it is, as Hitchcock said, right? The MacGuffin doesn't matter to the Maltese Falcon or whatever. It could be climate change. But they always use that to achieve their objective. And he's a true believer on that kind of stuff. And he has pushed that very hard. And you hear him say the kind of things like, uh, well, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about getting rid of fossil fuels if you just stop the subsidies. And yet you look at the subsidies that are there for the green stuff. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, and he believes that government is in the sense of the old style Democrat uh, selling the idea that government can solve our problems. But I, I like what you were talking about before in terms of the Kennedys and the different you know, crime families shooting it out. You know, today, right now, at this point in time, we haven't had any physical assassinations or anything. We got this lawfare thing that's going back and forth. And uh, I, I saw an interesting thing from James Carville, the old Democrat strategist. And he said, how did we get so lucky for them to impeach Biden? They love this stuff. And, and I, I've always looked at this and I said, you know, they, they can't be so dense and so stupid that they don't understand how they're building Trump up. They want to build Trump up by the indictments. And that that makes him, uh, you know, the the avatar, the messiah for the, the followers of Trump. And, and now Carville is saying, all right, now they're going to do it <laughs> And they both will send emails and they both will collect 10, 15 million bucks from those email That's campaigns. Right. They got it That's down right. to a racket. 
And yes. what's oh, yeah. interesting, what's interesting, David, is over the last, you know, two years, I've had to, even though, you know, I knew to hung out with Trump, you know, I had the meetings with him, you know, he thinks I'm amazing and all this. I've had to expose him, you know, hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had to expose the fact, you know, over the last six months, I'm saying, wait a minute, you Trumpers, you, you know, they would make the excuse, oh, Trump had to protect Fauci, right? Or he couldn't mm -hmm. fire Fauci. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. but when we shared with him, look, here's a commendation award he gave 12 yeah. hours before yeah. he left. Now, Megyn Kelly didn't do anything about that. And, and yeah. she's part of the swarm too. So you have to wonder why she's suddenly doing this interview. That was another theatrics that they just did two, two nights ago, making her, because I think fucker Carlson has lost all this credibility. So now they need to create a new MSM person as though who's unbiased. So they bring her in. She asked, why didn't you fire Fauci? Why didn't you, you know, why did you give him this commendation award? Oh, I didn't give it to him. But they're creating the new dynamic. It's pure theater. A week mm -hmm, ago, mm -hmm. Trump said, we will not comply. He says, when I'm back in office, I will get rid of these vaccine and mask mandates. But precisely, he was saying, oh, I can't get rid of them. That's what the governors forced me to do. So they have this yeah. down, David, to this point, I think you're saying with the Biden whatever impeachment, pure theater. So it it's it pure theater. And even when, uh, you know, even when she talks to him about Fauci, she, she repeats his excuses. Well, I, you know, it would have been too controversial or I don't have that power, that type of thing. And yet uh, it wasn't, you know, he, he, it didn't bother him when he fired uh, Comey. You know, everybody said, oh, you can't do that. The FBI directors are appointed for 10 year. Oh, he fired him. Well, he that made money for both him. sides. That yeah, the Democrats exactly. sent out email. The same thing with, he did the same thing with Andrew McCabe. I mean, the bottom line is that the swamp is under the executive branch. Uh, you, you know, you can fire these people. And uh, he chose not to do it and even ran a campaign video, which I've played here many times, uh, where he campaigned on his obedience to Fauci. It was a super cut of uh, Fauci talking about how yeah, every time I told him to do this, he did it, you know. And, and basically... It, <laughs> It was really kind of an emasculating thing to say that he did everything that Fauci told him to do when he told him to do it. But that was his campaign video. He had the top of the you know, text to this amount to, to contribute to the Trump-Pence campaign yeah. and all the rest of the stuff. I mean, he campaigned on that, gave him the medal, all the rest of the stuff. He could have, uh, he could have done that, but um, he chose instead to uh, turn over the government to Fauci. And as I said earlier in the program, I, I don't buy the idea even of the mandates. I said... Uh, in the run-up to the election, I said uh, people are going to – these guys have different ways of approaching. You can offer carrots. You can offer sticks to get people to do this kind of stuff. And we saw that really with DeWine when he offered a million-dollar bonus if people take the, the vaccine. I said Trump is going to run it out that way. He's going to run it through the corporations. And a lot of the stuff that uh, Biden did was through corporations. He did have outright mandates. But Trump also supported mandates back in May of 2019, mandates for MMR vaccines. And he said, it's going around. You got to get it. And so well, he, you know, David, I he, don't have any but problem do, During that even 2020, 2021, he was the pharma's ad man. He was yes. saying, I got the FDA to do this. He was supporting Operation Warp Speed. Um, yes. Pfizer's revenue was, you know, had lost $25 billion. He's the one who, I mean, just look at the facts. He took in a, a million dollars to his inauguration campaign from Pfizer. I mean, the data is just in front of us. The issue mm -hmm. is, David, that that 30% of people who are the quote unquote MAGA cult members, right? We're never gonna mm -hmm. be able to change them. But what we're finding, David, the more we expose Trump and Kennedy, like we do open houses every Thursdays, 
We're finding right. now a whole set of people who are coming, who are truly enlightened people. And the well, Congress- they need to understand. They need to understand that, look, I've gone down the list. I said, you know, what do you think about the lockdown? What do you think about being called um, non-essential? What do you think about the trillions of dollars uh, training people for universal uh, basic income? What do you think about the vaccine, all the rest of the stuff? It's like, but you support the guy who still brags about all that stuff and who still, you know, tries to tell you that the, the pandemic was real and it's the most dangerous thing we've ever had. And that's the cognitive dissonance. And, and there is hope, I think, that the people can can transcend that. Well, well what's, what's they also have to transcend the pardon, partisanship. Well, what's happening, David, is the more we expose like a Doberman, these guys, the Trumps, it initially creates cognitive dissonance. But we're finding a subset of people who are actually, um, I wish I had some of these recordings. People are saying, you know, Dr. Shiva, I really hated you for cursing out Booby Kennedy. But you know what? For two days, I didn't have sleep because everything you said was true. And I had to self-reflect. And that's why I'm part of supporting your campaign and your movement. So we're starting mm -hmm. to get these very, very enlightened people, David. And those are the people that you can build a solid movement on, you say? And that's mm -hmm. what's happening. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing. But I think it's a good time to transition to Alex Jones. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah we got about uh, five minutes. Left. I don't want to do a clickbait thing here with people who said we're talking about. Yeah, that. yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, maybe you should just start, David, and I'll sort of hop in. But... I, I contacted David to everyone listening because um, I have uh, the interviews I did with you, David, when I, I know I did interviews with Alex and Owen and you, yours was very, very thoughtful. You know, the last time oh, I you. did an interview with Alex, I, um, you know, I was in the, this was in the heat of 2020, 2021, where I was leading exposing uh, Fauci, leading exposing Booby Kennedy's complicity. He was supporting lockdowns and mm -hmm. it's fascinating Kennedy and this clan, the swarm, literally goes finds another Indian guy from East Asia, a guy <laughs> called Buttar, Buttar, I called him. And he called me up and he wanted to, and I wanted to have a, uh, me to do a live with him. And I said, look, mm -hmm. why are you uh, supporting Kennedy when he supported Hillary Clinton, who was part of Monsanto? And he goes, well, you know, Booby's doing a lot of good things. I said, you know, you're a star fucker, you know? And he goes, what did you call me? So anyway, that was a conversation with Butar. Alex has me on his show, and Alex and I are talking about exposing Kennedy, which is what he should be doing if he's really wanting to help people. Suddenly he says, Shiva, I'm now going to bring Rajiv Butar on, and I want you to have it out with him like he wanted to do a Jerry Springer with me. Oh, yeah. So we That's go to the break, <laughs> and I go, you know, Alex, I'm here to educate people about what's going on. I said, I'm not playing your fucking game. And Alex said, you, you have to do my show. You know, you, we have, uh, I have the right to free speech. I go, you can, but I'm not doing this. That was the last time I ever was on Alex's show because I realized that he wasn't about building a movement. He was about at best entertaining people, but not about getting to the root of the evil. And more recently, when my swarm video got like 40 million views, David, it went everywhere. He took my swarm video, put it on InfoWars website, and then on the bottom of the fold, he's promoting Kennedy. Okay? Mm. Mm. So wow. that's why when you realize Alex is part of the swarm, okay? He's yeah. part of this. Right. So right. I think I think to everyone listening, David was on Alex's show. And David, maybe you can share briefly with what happened, why you decided to break off. Because I think it's an important piece people should know. Yeah, it's very, you know, you go back and you look at um, the movement around Sandy Hook to try to push through massive gun control. 
And, uh, you know, that's where the, the Sandy Hook lawsuit came from and, and that type of thing. But it was it was an all out push. Uh, they kept going with uh, more and more sensational stuff. And that's how they uh, they got entrapped with that. But he really was pushing at that point in time to try to stop gun control. Uh, but I noticed a big change in what happened with InfoWars. But and that really kind of came about with Trump, you know, with Trump. That was his ticket to fame and fortune and following. And uh, he became a sycophant at that point in time. He'd always been independent prior to that. And, um, and you know, as I looked at, at Trump through the, the first three years or so, typical president says one thing, does another, doesn't follow through on, the, on what he has to say. People project what they want on these presidents. Um, uh, but, um, you know, that type of thing was, was usual. But 2020 was a whole nother level. It was the worst thing, in my opinion, I've seen my entire life in terms of politics. The biggest attack on our country on the Constitution, on our liberties I've ever seen. And from the very beginning of this, because I had followed the uh, types of, um, you know, the, the uh, weaponized gain of function and things like that, that I think is a very, very dangerous thing that should be stopped. And I talked about it going back to 2014. Allison Young at USA Today did a very uh, long expose about that. It's a real problem. It was shut down at that point in time, but Fauci and Francis Collins continued to do their research domestically, and they also set up uh, the Wuhan Institute. And so when this stuff started buzzing around by China, I said, you know what, this, this wet lab thing is absolute nonsense, but did they really have something escape out of Wuhan? I said, we need to keep an eye on that. But it was clear from January on that they were hyping this into some kind of a global pandemic where they didn't even have a body count. And uh, don't cut us off. Just, we'll just extend this, Travis. Uh, well, they didn't have a body count, but they were coming up with the same. David, just, just to let remind people, it was January 6th. If you, that's when they said, you know, they showed pictures in China, people suddenly falling down, right? Yes. It was very, these yes. dramatic pictures of mm -hmm. this virus. And this virus was now coming to the United States. That's what you're talking about, right? That's it was, right. It was yeah. January and, and 6th. That, yeah. That was so incredibly fake. And then the, and then their, their reaction to this was something that had been practiced in the United States by the intelligence agencies for 20 years, going back to dark winter, which was two months before 9-11. And then you had 9-11 the week after 9-11. You had the anthrax attack. And two months later, Congress sent out a bunch of legislation to the states and said, uh, give yourself the power to in a public health emergency to take everything from everybody, lock everybody down until we get an experimental vaccine and they're going to be required to take it. So we knew all of this stuff. I knew it. Alex knew it. Um, Mike Adams knew it. All of us knew that. When I saw that, when I saw the falling down, I saw the other stuff. So, like, so just okay. to be clear, we, David, what you're saying is everyone knew that this whole Wuhan thing and was was a, was basically a psyop that was going on, and internally, even Alex knew that. I I absolutely hundred uh -huh. percent believe that. They we had talked for years about the games of panic and how they would skew the statistics and all the rest of this stuff uh, from the CDC to get people to do the annual flu vaccine thing. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, you know, uh, Mike Adams had been involved in that as well. And Mike Adams uh, directly challenged me on that. So, oh, David Knight doesn't know anything about math and all the rest of the stuff. It's like, I've got an engineering degree. Uh, he says he's got a science degree, but he doesn't say what it's in. He doesn't say where he got it from. I'll tell everybody where I got mine from. Uh, University of South Florida and um, uh, in electrical engineering. Look, I, it, it's not rocket science and it wasn't even necessarily about the numbers we're talking about how they manipulated the numbers that they had done every year on an annual basis but it was clearly what their pattern of behavior and what they wanted from these uh, simulations and they all knew about that and so when they started selling this stuff it's like 
you know, I, I push back on that. We had loggerheads and I started calling out uh, Mike Adams by name. And uh, yet Alex was giving him the show on a regular basis, um, you know, uh, like, which is not a, a position that I had. But yeah, Alex would do three hours and he'd have a guest host. And so he just had Mike on all the time. And he did the same type of stuff with me that you told me he did with you in terms of dumping somebody on unexpectedly. And uh, I was told by someone that I'd interviewed uh, that I didn't watch Alex's programs because I, you know, I had enough to do to create my own stuff for a three hour show. And uh, they said, yeah, Alex is telling people that this isn't the bad vaccine, that the bad vaccine uh, from uh, that Gates wants a really bad one. Trump is is playing 4D chess and he's he's not doing that. Yeah, but Al- well, I didn't I, but, but that. let me just let me just state that. So so Alex was saying he was basically supporting Trump's Fauci vaccine. He was saying this isn't as bad. Yeah. Right. This isn't as bad as what Gates and the uh, and the other people are because Trump is in there. He's pulling it back. He's playing you know? fifth dimensional chess and he's he's really yeah. this vaccine is not going to be as bad. So he's promoting right. that stuff again to kowtow to the Trumpers. And I didn't believe that yeah. until one day I was on. I didn't even respond to the guy. And then one day I'm on the show with him. He wants me to come in for a short segment or whatever. At the end of the segment, as the music is playing in the last 30 seconds and we're going out, you know, he comes back on and, and he said that. Alex, and I didn't have an. It cut me off. I didn't have a chance. What did to Alex say, David? What did he exactly say? Well, said yo, this is not the bad stuff. You know, you got to Trump is there. He's keeping this under control. That type of thing. I'm paraphrasing it. I don't have the exact right. quote, but right. he, that's exactly what he did. He, he sold that same line that I've been told that he was talking about. But then it got worse because when we got to the um, when we got to the election, and of course, you know, the, the the new rules that the new scam, I should say, the new corruption of the 2020 election was based on what Trump did in terms of locking everybody down and doing it on a vote by mail. And so then when we get to the election, uh, two days after the election, uh, Steve Pachinik, who is a guy who I always had a lot of problems with Steve Pachinik. Steve Pachinik was somebody who, um, he had a long history with the CIA. He was uh, a consultant to Tom Clancy. He, he's a great raconteur and fiction writer, uh, but in these types of things. And that's how Alex used him. And he was somebody who, in reality, had been involved with Operation Gladio, which is a major false flag operation in Italy. Uh, the Red Brigade and these other things, they were, it was a, a NATO operation. The Prime Minister Aldo Moro was kidnapped, and he was executed by his kidnappers. But before that happened, uh, Steve Pachenik was sent by Henry Kissinger uh, to go talk to the kidnappers and supposedly let him in to talk to the kidnapped Prime Minister. And uh, what the Italian government said after they did an investigation afterwards is the Italian government said this is a false flag operation. But Chinnick came in and he talked to him and Aldo Moro knew that this what that this was a false flag operation. And he gave the order to kill him. And so this is the background of this guy that Alex has all, all the time. And uh, the, it was the second time I had interviewed him. He came on uh, just before just as I had my first show. And then I had, um, when I was had my own separate uh, three-hour show at InfoWars, and then two months after that started in 2017, uh, you had the shooting in Las Vegas. I've been interviewing people all week about the shooting in Las Vegas. And uh, he comes on, and he's supposed to come on for two segments. He missed the first segment. He comes on with a second segment and tried to sandbag me to say that nobody had died at Las Vegas. And I said, I don't believe that. I said, I don't believe the official story, but I don't believe that nobody died. And I know why you're doing that, you know? And so I never had him back on again. But two days after the um, election So, so Steve Pachenik said no one died in the Las Vegas shooting. 
That's right. That's right. When you know, the idea. and the reason he did that, of course, is yeah. to try to destroy my credibility, try to get me in trouble because all the stuff about Sandy Hook had already hit. You know, that uh -huh. was already a, a lawsuit. So he tries to, to pull that uh, game on me. And so two days after the election, he went on with on Thursday after the election on Tuesday, he goes on with Owen Schroyer and he says, uh, this is a sting. He said Trump knew everything that was going on. He's working with CISA, right? That we were talking about earlier. He's working with CISA. They created a blockchain watermark ballot, and they've got quantum computing. And he's just throwing out all this unrelated buzz, you know, buzzwords and, and terminology that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And he said, and not only that, but we've got we know who these people were that cheated on the election, and we got twenty thousand National Guard troops that have fanned out all across the country, and. Um, uh, the arrest have already started. He said that two days after the election. And Owen's response was, Steve, I would, if, I, if you were here, I'd just kiss you right on the lips. I mean, no question about any of that stuff. It was absolutely absurd. And so I pushed back against that heavily uh, on my show, on social media. I was told by Daria, you know, that Steve Pachenik called Alex and said he wanted me fired for that. And uh, so I, but I kept on because Alex kept having him back on. And, and that had a lot of impact. Rush Limbaugh talked about that. And um, you had uh, Clarence Thomas's wife sent a text to Mark Meadows and said, I hope this is true. Uh, it was it went viral and it was giving everybody this hope. And that was the wellspring from which Stop the Steal came. And so yeah. Alex is running Stop the Steal with Ali Alexander, an ex-con man and, and ex-convict. And, you know, so they're running this thing. And, you know, and I was opposing that and I opposed it. Um, uh, all the way up to the point where I was fired. <laughs> of course, that week uh, I was fired on Monday. That was when the electoral colleges uh, had. So, uh, what day was that? So, da David, so because January 6th was on January 6th. Yeah. So, you were fired yeah, when? Was, um, I was, uh, well, December 14th was the Monday that they turned in the, the votes from all the different uh, right. uh, electoral college things. And I said, look, you know, it's over with, folks. Um, you know, whatever legal challenges or if they, they could have gone, there were five states that had Republican legislatures. It was razor thin. Uh, they could have made a case for that. They didn't. Uh, so it isn't going to happen. I said, this is nothing at this point but an obvious grift. And uh, so that Thursday, I was fired. And I continue. And I began this program the following Monday. And I continued to warn people about that. I said, look, January the 6th is a trap. I said, yeah. it's going to be filled with agent provocateurs. There is nothing that can be accomplished. Do not go to it. Washington, D.C. is dangerous and so forth. And I said that every day in a, my program, going back the, the morning of January the 6th, uh, my program ended before that started. And I told people, I said, get away from there. Don't, you know. And so, um, you know, I oppose that stuff from the very beginning. But, but what, I knew exactly what that was all about. Well, David, what's interesting is the week prior to that, January 6th, I was invited to give a talk you know, on what had occurred in our election, which was a real stuff, chain mm -hmm. of custody, signature verification, Mike Lindell and all these bozos, another disinformation, yeah. threw all sorts of shit out there, hid the real issues. And this is what I think happens. There are real substantial issues. Then these clowns come and do a double whammy. They make money off talking crap like Ali Alexander, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then they yeah. mislead people away from the problem. So I remember right. on January 6th, we had a bus, you know, that we were thinking of sending. And at the last minute on January 3rd, I remember, 4th, I saw this freaking screwball, Ali Alexander. And he had <laughs> one of, uh, in 2018, one of our 
screwy volunteers to try to bring him in. I said, this guy doesn't smell right. And when I found out he was re- leading Stop the Steal, and then I mm-hmm. saw him at the White House, that's when I put it all together and I realized Trump was full of shit, that this was yeah. an operation. And I haven't shared yeah. this with too many people. And literally, we had a busload of people, from, and I called it off. And all these yeah. Trumpers were really angry with me. Oh, Dr. Shiva, why aren't you? I said, something is going to happen there. I said, yeah. this fool, Ali Alexander, is a scumbag. And he's going to yeah. do some. And we had a number of young people who'd probably be in jail right now. And many of their parents yeah. called me and said, Dr. Shiva, thank you. But yes. I could see Trump was with Ali Alexander. Stop the Steal was a money-making organization. And Trump yeah. took all of my material, the real stuff, mm-hmm. Him, and they juiced it up and they made about a half a billion dollars. Well, if you go back and you look, and it was even uh, Roger had a film crew that was following him around. And so they've even got him filmed saying, yeah. uh, this is great. We're going to make so much money out of this. It's going to be like falling off a log. And that's what it was about. It was, it was about making about money, making money. When I met and, with Trump, and building audience, when I and met- what could be accomplished by giving money to, to Alex, you know, to hold these rallies and stuff, nothing. And I- nothing could have been accomplished on January the 6th. It was all done by mid-December. And, and uh, like you, I understand how elections are rigged. And as I said before, it begins with the ballot. It begins with debates and it begins with all the rest of the stuff, how closed the political process it's a whole is. process. And it also goes through all of the electronic stuff. And for years I had covered, you know, how easy it is to hack into voting machines and various things like that. They've had Voter Village at DEF CON and Black Hat Conference and so forth. They demonstrated how vulnerable these machines are, but Trump added a whole new level of vulnerability with a vote by mail. I'm going to mail out the ballots to everybody. And, and for him to complain about that, and the other thing that I was angry about on the morning of January the 6th, I said, okay, so yesterday, January the 5th, we had the runoff in, in Georgia. Not a single thing was changed about how the election was done in Georgia. And look what happened. They just turned uh, the Senate over to the Democrats. And, of course, even though we don't have a pandemic going, we still have our elections are going to be run under those pandemic rules that Trump put in. Now, tell me that's not a double cross. That makes me furious when I look I at think, that. I think, David, the key thing that you just brought up is they have two goals. Make as much money as possible and as get as much visibility as possible. And people really need to understand this. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's all theater to them. You get yes. indicted, great, more money, more visibility. Okay, yeah. Megyn Kelly interviews me, more money, more visibility. Um, uh, whatever happens, they get more money and more visibility. And then there are other scoundrels like Booby fucking Kennedy and Vivek the Snake. All of these guys fall. It's it's part of the swarm's ethos. Screw people over, create fake dialectics, make my in fact, make these events take place. So I came to the conclusion that Trump made a shitload of money. When I met with him, you know, he after all of this, he, he did a big shout. I goes, Oh, I want to thank Dr. Shiva, who did all of this work. Yeah, I did all the fucking work for him. So he could have the credibility to make that money. And when I met with him for two hours, what I left, and he had just endorsed David in Massachusetts. This was um, last November, a guy who committed the election fraud against us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Trump mm-hmm. invited me to Mar-a-Lago. I didn't go. My assistant wrote him an email saying, we respectfully refuse to come because you just endorsed someone who <laughs> did the election fraud against our campaign. When I yeah. went down there, because I was down in Miami, people begged me, oh, Dr. Shiva, go, Dr. Shiva, go. You should give Trump a chance. Don't be so hypercritical. That two-hour meeting was clearly, you know, it was in a small room. He looked like an actor 
in the back room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very mm -hmm. frail. Didn't know what the fuck is going on. Frankly, a moron. Okay. Praising me, apologizing why he endorsed this guy, taking notes of my sound bites that he could use in his next speech. That's what that meeting was. And I left realizing this guy's just a hollow shell. He's a puppet. And what yeah. he cares about. So he kept asking me, David, in that meeting at least 20 times, what do you want from me? Like, as though I'm some sycophant. I said, I don't want anything from you. Two weeks later, I said, you know what? That guy raised a lot of money off me. Why don't we set a real election systems integrity institute up? Because Harvard, Stanford, they have all their intellectuals always saying nothing's happening. So I went back to him and I said, look, you made a half a billion dollars. Why don't you set aside some of this for this institute? Didn't want to give one fucking penny, David. No, if you look at the people who've been uh, co-indicted with him, it's a very foolish strategy uh, because um, you know, he's not giving them any money. He made uh, the first day, I think he made four million. The next day he made three. But it's like first couple of days he made seven million dollars. But he's not paying for any of um, his co-defendants' uh, uh, legal fees. But David, he, he made is finally after a couple of weeks, he's going to hold a fundraiser from them, but he's not going to give them any of his money. Well, you know, the, and that's a very dangerous thing. If these guys are going to swing, you know, I think that's the whole reason that they indicted so many people. They want to uh, get them to uh, to testify against him. So there's a real Game of Thrones. I mean, these people are out there. They're, they're, it, it's even though he has been built up into this anti-globalist, which he is not. He gave the globalists everything that they wanted. He even gave people training for universal basic income. Look at how many people don't want to go back to physical work. You know, they want to work from home or not work at all. And you have, uh, as they make demands for them to go back to uh, to work, they just quit. And so he gave people a taste of this, knowing what was going to happen. Uh, spent all of that money just from the financial side. But he did everything that the globalists wanted to do. He's doing the same stuff that, you know, people like uh, Boris Johnson and, and uh, Emmanuel Macron and Justin Trudeau and all the rest of them, they're all doing the same thing. But Trump, we're supposed to believe, is the anti-globalist. He's just the, the, you know, the fake professional wrestling version of this. That's what it is. And so people need to understand that it's just a show. And, and you know, he's um, all these people are in it for themselves. And I just this is the thing, though, uh, Shiva, I, I hope that we don't have, as I've said, a civil war because I keep seeing people get more and more polarized and partisan in this thing, uh, not looking even after themselves. It's only simply about Trump. And you really see this about January the 6th. I don't care what happens. I'm going to go defend uh, Trump. And, and I don't want to make him the Mason-Dixon line of a new civil war. And that's what they're trying to do. And uh, that's that's something we've got to be very concerned about. Yeah. And I think getting back to, you know, when I titled this conversation, why David Knight left Alex Jones, you know, a conversation. I think the key thing here is. Alex Jones represented himself as some independent journalist, but at the end of the day, he fell in line with yeah. the globalist front man, which is what Trump was. Yeah. And what yeah. happened? He should, you know, once you know who Ali Alexander is. I mean, you're just gut instinct. You look at that guy, he looks like a fucking snake, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I was very, very fortunate. I listened to my gut instinct, David, and I pulled the, the plug on that bus. A lot of people would be in jail right now. And I believe that entire January 6th was an operation by Trump for the swarm to, mm -hmm. as a honeypot, to find all of these people, bring them in, and to jail them. That's why thesis, okay? And probably... Mm -hmm. 15 years from now, someone will do an Academy Award-winning movie, which will show that, you know? 
after all this. Well, just look at what happened. Look at the results. Uh, Regardless of what his intentions were, look at how he responded to all this and how he let these people swing. You know, he could have pardoned them before he left. He didn't pardon them. He didn't pardon Julian Assange. Uh, You know, he's... He, he pardoned the criminal, white-collar criminal friends and family of uh, his, his son-in-law and other people of that ilk, but he didn't do anything for the people who laid their lives on the line for him. Nothing at all. And he doesn't care about uh, the rest of the world that he's unleashed this poison on. He continued to promote that until only about four or five months ago. Uh, that, you know, it's the greatest thing ever produced by mankind. It's a miracle. It's a moonshot, all the rest of this stuff. No, it's killing people. And we all know that. The amazing thing to me is the cognitive dissonance of the people who know that. And I've seen it over and over again by political commentators who hate the vaccine and and they hated the fact that Trump would promote it. But they would say, Trump, you got to stop promoting this. It's like, why why would you give him and just just reject this guy? You know, it's a lie. Uh, do you think that he's that dishonest or is he that stupid? And why would you then you know, keep giving him this advice? I mean, I saw that advice coming from Alex Jones, from Wayne Allen Root, over and over again. All of these different commentators say, you got to stop promoting the vaccine. Uh, people hate that. It's like, why do people hate that? Let's talk about why they hate it. It's because it's killing people. You know, stop that. It's just amazing. Well, what I'm saying, David, is they're giving him advice not for mm-hmm. the benefit of others, but giving them advice right. to maintain their own credibility because they know they have an individual who's part of the swarm and they're making money right. off of it. Alex made a shitload of money promoting Trump. Okay. Yeah. All these oh, yeah. people follow the money. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I had to do the, just like I had to expose Kennedy, you know, all these women were like, oh, you should work with Bobby. We want to donate you a lot of money. I said, this guy's full of shit. I could have played that yeah. game, but I can't. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, talk about the money. You know, it came out with this lawsuit that he had, the Sandy Hook lawsuit. Record amount of money that he made the spring of 2020. Betraying this company, this country. Just amazing to me. I mean, I knew he was making a lot of money because they um, you know, said, well, you know, the storable food people can't keep up with it. And it's like, well, you know, who knows what Trump is going to do to us next. So we need to prepare, you know, have some storable food or whatever. But he made a record amount of money. And then, of course, he finished it up again at the end of the year with the election stuff, just like Trump did, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, so it's basically using these crises to perpetuate them without any solution and manipulating people yeah. with crises, yeah. with no solutions. They do not want to build a movement to um, address the fundamental issues. They want to perpetuate the crisis because they make money talking about the crisis. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, when I look at fucker Carlson, when he was at Fox News, He's texting people, David, and we'll end on this, right? Yeah. Just like oh, it's, yeah. it's like another Alex Jones here, texting yeah. people internally, like what you just shared, telling people there is no election fraud. Then he sees mm-hmm. a MAGA movement wanting that news, goes out, shares it. And the reason that Fox, what I don't care about Fox, but what, what, what Fucker Carlson did was tee up Fox to lose probably $4 billion in trouble damages. Because they had enough data, the fact it would have been defamation with malice, right? Because yeah. he internally yeah. knew that he didn't believe any of this stuff, and externally well, of course, he's promoting it. Was also it. The it was also the Ray Epps stuff. Right. You know, they fired him the day after his 60 Minutes did the Ray Epps thing because they're going to get serious about it. But you can see with Darren Beatty at Revolver, with Alex, with uh, Tucker, the rest of these people, they, they focused on Ray Epps. Why would they focus on Ray Epps? Did Ray Epps make hundreds of millions of dollars getting people to go to, to Washington on January the 6th? No. Did they go there because Ray Epps told them to go there? No. If Ray Epps is an agent provocateur, and again, 
the place was riddled with it, and you knew that it was going right. to be riddled with it. Right. You look at anything that the FBI does with all that stuff, you knew that was going to happen if you had an ounce of sense. And, of course, these people all did know it. That's what makes it so bad. They knew that it was going to be filled with agent provocateurs, but they wanted to fill their pockets with money. They didn't really care what happened to these people. But, um, you know, just in the same way that you're talking about uh, Carlson, I've seen the same type of stuff uh, behind the scenes. I know what these guys think, and I know what they say. I know what they think and say about Trump, and I and it's come out occasionally. You see the videos released uh, of, of Alex going off on it. But I, I know what that stuff is about. It's fake, and, and they don't uh, say what they believe. They betray the country, and they do it so they can make a lot David, of money. David, I think, I think, simple, I think look, really. whether it's Alex Jones, Fucker Carlson, Donald Trump, all of these people, they actually hate America. And that's how we have to – it's a very clear line. They do not love this country. They do not stand for these values. They may say they do, but you look at their actions. Ultimately, yeah, they don't. 2020. Yes, they do not. You know, Tucker, uh, yeah. Trump could have let all those people, he could have pardoned those people. Instead, yes. he pardoned Jared Kushner's father, right, who hired a prostitute right. to blackmail his own wife. That's yeah. the kind of people he pardoned, right? He's the one right. who told people, I will follow you. It's in words. I would follow you to the Capitol. He had the other way, right? So all of this is theater. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand this is literally like WWE theater. And once you get that, and by the way, David, you know who, who is Donald Trump's agent? Is is, the guy from wrestling, uh, McMahon or what? Close. Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel, you know, part of the (laughs) Rob Emanuel who owns William Morris Agency and Endeavor, who owns UFC, who just bought WWE is the one who is Trump's agent. Mm -hmm. Okay? So all of this is theater. And once people get that, they're going to get very, very angry. Once they really understand how they're being played, Trump wanted to be an actor. He's an actor. Okay? Alex is an entertainer. Fucker Carlson is a CIA frontman. All right? These people don't give a damn about you. And the only way forward, Alex, you know, closing, I just want to say, look, the reason I decided to run was we need to build a movement. And, and I decided to run because we can use the chaos that they're doing to direct people back to you. And everything I say to you, this is about empowering you. You have to understand mm-hmm. truth, freedom, and health are interrelated. We have to build a bottoms-up movement. And I'm one of right. us. Why isn't one of us always there? And, right. and they do not right. want to give visibility to us. So the only way out, uh, I keep telling people, Alex, is, I mean, um, uh, David is, I tell people to go get this bumper sticker because when they do this, and they peel it and they put it on their windshield. Some people just take it and they leave it on their dining room table. But when they do that, it's a physical act that they're doing of activism. We have open sourced all of our flyers. The flyers start with the fact that the US life expectancy is going like this. So your children yeah. is gonna die younger yeah. than you. And it's not the vaccines. It's a systems problem that goes back 60 years. It's a, you know, from an engineering standpoint, David, it's a set of things. Right. And then we teach people who is a swarm and that they have to get educated and they have to go on the ground. They have to become warriors and scholars. So that's what we're doing, David. And that's why our campaign is very fascinating, because I'm seeing this evolution of people who are getting over the Trump, getting over the Alex Joneses, getting over the fucker Carlson's. And everyone we get over, uh, David, is like a razor blade to the swarm. 
you know, once you've found out that you've been uh, deceived, <laughs> once you come to that real, it's, get, it's difficult to get people to admit that they've been fooled. But once right. you realize they pulled that wool over your eyes, well, it, it, they're not going to do it to you again. And, and you become uh, really angry about that. And I know that from uh, personal experience. It's been great talking to you, uh, Dr. Shiva. Same and, here, David. Um, again, uh, give us uh, your website uh, where people can find you. Yeah, so Shiva should go, uh, people should go to Shiva, S-H-I-V-A, numeral four, president.com. And you can, yeah. you know, get these bumper stickers, right? That's the main thing I'm getting. We want to get millions of these out there. And if you go to the download section, David, people can get this flyer. You know, I go out to the train station. I give them out at least once a week. We have everyone out there. We want to get millions of these out. The other thing is people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And that's where they get the training, David, the scientific training. They get basically engineering systems training, David, that they don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for. But it, and, they, and we have a community. And our model is you take the course. You can give it away to as many children. You get to be a philanthropist. So it's really a learn, teach, and serve model. And the last thing is I tell people to go to vashiva.com slash orientation. We do an open house every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. For example, and it's their educational open houses. Yesterday, we talked about noise pollution, how noise mm -hmm. affects the physiology, and we went through that. And in the morning, we talked about the real cause of gun violence, the real cause mm -hmm. beyond left and right. So they're very, and we take systems approaches to this. So people break out of the dialectics, they actually see things, what they are and what the solution is, David. Well, that's a key thing. We've got to break out of that, uh, you know, Hegelian dialectic, the dichotomy, the false dichotomy that they give us. We've got to break out of this party system and we need to focus on ourselves, on our community and not so much on uh, Washington. We need to keep an eye on Washington. We need to understand what these guys are up to but they don't have the solution. They are the problem, always have been. Thank yep. you so much uh, for joining us. Thanks, David. Great Be well. Thanks for you. sharing. Thank you. Um, Everything. Right. Thank you. Be well. Bye-bye. Best to you, Travis. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you. And uh... so everyone, that was David Knight. I wanted to do that long form conversation with David because, uh, you know, David was in the bowels with Alex Jones. Uh, and by the way, here, I wanted to thank someone for our, uh, someone says $10. Uh, thank you very much for your donation. Conspiracies aside, stress 9-11 wars, Ohio derailment, COVID consequences, Ukraine, U.S. wildfires, um, Incompetence hurts people for decades. Vote independent, Dr. Shiva. Thank you very much. We'll do that. The, the main thing I want, David and I, I think our conversation was to engage you to understand that these people are doing theater. I hope that's clear. Alex Jones does theater. You know, if you go to the website, truthfreedomhealth.com, you know, we laid this all out. The only way out of this theater, and I'll take you to it, because there's a slide that everyone should see there. But if you go there, the only way out is you. You have to get educated or be enslaved. And you have to understand the knowledge of system science. And I encourage you to go here, you know, get some of this great gear, right? But we have now half a million people. And the reason we tell this gear is truth, freedom, and health is really the vision. Instead of wearing this other crap, you know, get this and promote it out there. But we have over 500,000 people now in 120 countries. And we're doing this in spite of all the shadow banning. But when you go to the site, you will hear real stories of real people all over the world. You know, Kinara, who's an artist, Frank, who's an electrician, uh, Sandy, who's a daycare director, telling you how this knowledge transformed them. But the bottom line is we don't lose, we win. We have a history of winning using this approach that Truth for Them Health offers. But fundamentally, you will realize in the world of lots and lots of information, it doesn't mean the world is getting better. 
right? Just because we have information doesn't mean the world is getting better. In fact, the more information we have, it looks like more people are getting anxious and depressed and hopeless and sicker and more obese. So, and the reason this is happening is without the knowledge of systems, you don't get to see the whole, you get to see pieces of it. That leads people to illusion and confusion. You get complacent, you get desperate, or you go into this left-right mode. And the people who are the machinery of this ignorance are the Trumps, are the Bernie Sanders, are these you know gurus, and I should add some more pictures to this, are the Alex Joneses, are the Joe Rogans, or the fucker Carlsons. These people are here to entertain you. And the only way out of it is truth, freedom, health, and learning knowledge. And that is the science of systems. So in order to make that easy for everyone, we've created the courses and the books and the knowledge. And I want you to go take advantage of this because, um, and we've created the flyers. So you become a warrior scholar. There's no way out of this, but that. The idea that my goal is to empower all of you to fight, to think, and to heal yourself, to think, fight, and heal yourself. There's no other way out of it. Politicians aren't going to do it. At best, what I can do is take the knowledge I've had, put it into a framework that all of you can uh, you know, consume it and become warrior scholars. So you become the gurus, you become the leaders. So it's not relying on any one individual. It has to be bottoms up. So as I close, let me play you our Truth Freedom and Health Warrior a scholar video, but go to Shiva for president, get this bumper sticker, put it proudly on the back of your car. That's a big way to say fuck you to the establishment. The other thing is if you get the packs of 10, please don't just give them away to somebody. Tell your friends, look, tell them about our movement, but go put it on their car and tell them if you want to make a joke that it's going to save them, you know, uh, gas mileage. Okay. But get it on their cars. The other thing is go download this incredible flyer. The flyer you can find at shivaforpresident.com. You'll find it right there at Shiva for President. Let me take you to it uh, so you don't, um, you know exactly where it is. So if you go to the website, um, you will find that it's right there on free downloads. And then we go to the downloads, there's a flyer. And this flyer, educates people to stop voting for the lesser of two evils. Why? Look what is happening. Look what is actually happening to the lifespan, okay? This curve, and look at it very carefully. It starts from 1980 till now. The lifespan of the U.S. population is going down since this period. It's not just the vaccines. And this is why we need a systems overhaul. You cannot no longer vote for the lesser of two evils unless you want to kill your children. So if you want to do that, Keep voting for these morons and entertainers, but get on the ground, print those flyers, hand them out, but know that we have created a powerful movement that is here. You don't have to build it from scratch. It's all ready for you. All you need to do is help grow it. And the two ways you can help grow it is go to shivaforpresident.com, get involved in this campaign, get a bumper sticker and become a warrior scholar. And as I finish, let me play you this video, share this video widely with all your friends. Thank you, everyone. But let me finish this video and I'll just be back to say goodbye. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. 
and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right-wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms-up movement, and that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement.
Uh, the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in. They can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Come down. Hey, uh, so this is Jason. Uh, Jason, come over here. Jason's one of our volunteers. Uh, Jason works a full-time job. And he comes in the morning here and he helps all of you guys out. Okay. He works a full-time working class job in a deli. Right. And then he comes here and he uh, makes sure all of our operations here are done. He's the one who ships out all of these bumper stickers along with other volunteers. Um, and if you go to Shiva for president and when you, what is it? When you sign up as a volunteer, Jason will call you and does a welcome call. This is truly a bottoms up campaign. So get involved, guys. Don't sit on your butts. All right. This is a bottoms up campaign by us. You're looking at me. I get up at five in the morning. Yesterday, I went to sleep at two. Okay. After two orientations. Same with Jason here and all of our volunteers. We need you to get off your butts. Go get these freaking bumper stickers. Volunteer at ShivaForPresident.com. We need to get on the ballot in every state. And that's how we shattered the swarm. They are so upset that we even exist, guys. And Jason, you have conversations with people every day, right? Yep. Are they excited? Unbelievably excited. Yeah. So Jason's a little bit shy, right? But we went out. Jason moved all the way from Florida up here to Cambridge to come to headquarters. So our volunteers, the people who support our campaign, are massively devoted people. So I really want all of you... I hope you enjoyed this. There's 330 of you on and however, but I want each one of you to get one of these flyers. And if all of you, 331 one of you did a thousand flyers just between now until the end of the year, which it's so easy to do. I do 250 flyers just going out in an hour. Okay. But you will have hit about uh, close to half a million people. That is the kind of thing that we need to do a bottoms up movement. So for God's sake, get involved, get off your butt. And if you're not willing to do it for yourself, do it for your children because they are the lesser of two evils is killing your children. You can't be supporting them. You can't be compromising to them. Get off your butt and get involved. All right. Thank you, everyone. Be well, be the light. I'm going to be doing a Twitter space um, at 4 p.m. today. And uh, so watch out for that. But get involved. Forget social media. We just do whatever we can to milk whatever we can out of them. We know they hate us. They shadow ban us. You are the social media. Get on the ground. Go get our gear. Wear a hat. But just that's the way you say fuck you to the swarm. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Be the light.